When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, I'm super excited. We've already talked 20 minutes, and I should have recorded 20 minutes ago. I have Coach Rudolph with us. He's the O-line coach at Ohio University, who I'm a fan of because of Coach Banstra. So you're welcome. I'm a fan of Ohio University. So, <laughs> Coach, thank you for He's being He's a great here. ambassador of the yeah. Bobcats. <laughs> we, we talk about who's going to win college games. I think I've picked Ohio every time. I'm like, because of you, I am picking this and this. I love it. You got to come visit us. You got to come hang out with us in Athens, Ohio, brother. He tells me it's beautiful there. He Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's really. I'm, I, I don't want to get – because I've done that twice. I think he and I have done two podcasts. And, um, you know, the first one we ended up probably talking about 20 minutes about, you know, OU and, mm-hmm. you know, 
a lot of people when they hear OU think Oklahoma, but here in Athens, Ohio, when we say OU, we're talking about Ohio University. But uh, so then the second time I'm like, okay, well, let's fast forward and get through that pretty quick, you know, because I'm sure guys are bored of hearing that. So we're not going to turn this into that. We're not, we're not, we're not pleasing Banster right now. <laughs> and I'm also a fan because I'm an Illinois fan, so I don't like Ohio State. So anybody that's okay. in Ohio that's not Ohio State, I root for. So. <laughs> So I, I'm a fan, um, but I appreciate you because I, you might be my biggest time coach on here, like coaching-wise, division-wise. Oh, you might Lord. be the biggest one. I, I, I'll be honest with you then. Hey, whew, I'm, just a, I'm just a low man on the totem pole, brother. Oh, O-line coaches are the most important. That's what I am. So I assume I'm the most important because when the run game happens, they look at me and they go, what do we, what do we need to put in? I'm like, oh, now you want to know what I'm – Yes. Now you want the secrets. Or, or my favorite is when they look at you when something's not working. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. They're coming straight for that guy. Yeah, now like you, what's not working? Now you want to listen. <laughs> now you want to listen. Or like, why didn't that work? Because the D lineman made a better play. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> uh, or the quarterback got sacked. Why did he get sacked? Because the line didn't block him. I'm like, or – they scheme something up that got to him, and we can yeah. only do so much. That's the next one I love. Yes, or 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 maybe the receiver was a few step few steps deep on his route. You know, yeah that that's a that's a whole another podcast in itself of like oh yeah we need an O line person in like the booth of games in order to like really give what happened, not the oh he got sacked because of this or that or or he had six seconds to throw the ball and the receivers didn't do what they needed, right. That would, that would, I'm going to invest in it. I want to apply for that job. Get me in the booth so we can talk about O-line. <laughs> oh, the, the rough world that we have as O-line guys. I, I, when I first started this podcast, I used to ask O-line coaches if there was a shortage because every time I've gotten like a job, the first question is, well, you, I've coached every position in football besides corners. I've done this 13 years. Yeah. So I've done it all besides corners. Um, but every time I go for like a new job, it's, oh, you did O-line? Let's get you to do O-line. And I'm like, can you not find O-line coaches? And it's always like, I need an O-line guy. And so I kept asking people, like, does nobody want to do it anymore? And somebody goes, it is the hardest spot, isn't it? You got five guys to worry about. And I said, that's true. We got to look at it all. Yes. There is no doubt. That position, I, I think, you know, the quarterback position, of course, um, anyone would say that that is, you know, that position gets more put on its shoulders from, from many different aspects, whether it's schematically or whether it's the pressure of that position, um, you know, so that is a very tough position to play. Uh, but, but just knowledge and, 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 the multiple things that you can see, um, you know, you know, guys that play O line, their their brains have to be like computer chips. So mm -hmm. there's many different things that, you know, and you can cover it versus this, that, or the other. But, um, you know, and that's why to me, experience. You know, how many huddles has a guy broken in his in his playing career? You know. Um, I've, I've coached some good freshmen that, 
have played right away. But you know, generally that's really, really tough because they've they've got to have seen seen it and be able to relax and handle all the different looks and know the rules that of everything inside and out uh, because constantly it's it's a different look and and how many times as you you know as an o-line guy you prepare all week for this 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 and this this is what we're going to see and then you roll out in the ball game and it's something completely different mm-hmm. oh, and, uh, they've got to adjust, and there's so many different adjustments that go on in a ball game, in a very uh, anxious environment, you know. Right. And they've got to be able to make those adjustments. And so for that, I, I definitely believe, and I agree with it being five guys that have to truly play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, you have three or four receivers on the field a lot of times, but. Do they work together? Yes, they do. But, you know, really, really in actuality, you know, they're, they're so individualized in their specific job on that specific play. But the position we coach, there is no individualization. Right. They better be able to play together as a unit and a group. And um, that's, you know, you got me off on a tangent there, but yeah, to me, there's so it's such a tough position, um, and to truly develop a kid uh, to be in alignment is yep. is tough, and then to learn the game the way you want them to learn the game, um, so that they can process things on the field, um, is not normal. You know, it's tough. It's different. Yeah, we have our own language too yes and that people don't understand so they yeah. can ask me because i'm the run game coordinator too so when you get tight ends with me or h-backs i'm talking this language and they're like what are you talking about and they all want to look at me like you don't know like you don't know what coach steve is saying <laughs> you don't understand it and i got to get them to learn that too but you're right we have our own language we have our own thing and we have to work together like you said why receivers if the pre-snap read isn't there those receivers aren't getting the ball. He's got to look on the other side now. So it's only two. Us, if we miss a, a block, we don't double team right. We don't get off to the backer. We don't – when they stunt, did we pass it off the right way? Are our eyes in the right spot? Like, because I'm that guy when we watch film. Yeah, we got six yards on that run play, but where were your eyes? Where were your feet? I always find something. Yes. You know, why receivers, oh, you caught the ball, great. Or you ran hard on that route, great. <laughs> Nothing other gets them, but it's like – look at your feet, they were under your body or your knee placement was here or, you know, you're too high, sink your butt down, all that stuff. We see it yeah. all. You know, and then I was telling I was telling, uh, telling some guys the other day, you know, let's just use 70 plays. If you play a 70-play football game and um, you could have 67 pluses as an offensive lineman and three minuses. Now, I've never graded a guy that high, but I'm just – Using that as an example, you could have 67 pluses and three minuses. And as a D lineman, you could have 67 minuses and have three pluses. As an O lineman, you have the 67 pluses, but your three minuses are you gave up two sacks and a pressure. Well, you're going to be sitting over there watching somebody else do it pretty quick. But as a D lineman, you could have 67 minuses, but on your three pluses – if they were three sacks, you're an all pro. Mm-hmm. 
you know. <laughs> so you had an unbelievable football game. If 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 your three pluses were three sacks, it doesn't matter what you did the other sixty-seven, you know, other sixty-seven plays, because statistically everybody's going to say, "Holy cow, what an unbelievable football game that guy had!" Because he sacked quarterback three times. No, he really stunk. You know, sixty-seven plays out of the game. He was right. great three snaps, you know, but conversely, an old lineman can play great for 67 snaps, but if he doesn't play well on those other three snaps, you know, he had a terrible football game. So it's, it's interesting, you know, but I wouldn't choose to play or to coach any other position in the world. Yeah, I had to do quarterbacks for two years one time because I, I became the OC. I was 24 years old or 25 years old, young OC. We had a guy to do a line and everything and nobody to do the quarterback. So I took the bullet and I said, I'll do it. First year was okay. Second year, I'm like, this is boring. We're throwing the ball. We're, I'm working on mechanics. Coach Steve, can you throw the ball 70 yards? No, I'm going to tell you how to do it but I can't do it. Right. It's boring. And I wouldn't say boring because when you're at seven on seven or you're doing the RPO stuff, you're engaged in like this offense. But I kept glancing down the old line at the, the, the pride land is what we call it. Down at the pride land, they're hitting the sled. They're doing one-on-ones. They're running the plays. I'm like, Oh, that looks fun. And you're constantly coaching. That's why I like basketball. Cause on the sidelines, I'm like, I'm constantly coaching. That's why I like basketball. Cause you have to, tweak and do this right Lyman, you're doing the same thing the moment the play's going your coach yes. quarterback could just throw the ball wrong and you're like oh you instead of coming over the top you sidearmed it and right. that's it or just oh quick fix your feet i love looking at the play and going dissecting it right so i'm kind of like you like a part of me wants to coach something else if it was going to be something else maybe tight ends but besides that, it's like, I think I'm an O-line coach for the rest of my life now. I think wherever I go, it's going to be, you're an O-line guy. You're going to do this. Yeah. Yes. And D-line. I love coaching. I used to coach D-line too. I love that. Believe it or not, that was a fun one to do. But you're right in the point of, man, he's getting double teamed like crazy. But if he gets that fumble or that sack, that's what you're going to remember. Yes. That's funny you brought and, that up. Hey, great for the, you know, that's awesome. It just, I think it just, you know, it's hard, you know, you, you, when you're 10 years old and you say, let's go out in the backyard and play football, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, let's play O-line. Right. You know, hey, let's grab a football and let's throw it around and, you know, run routes and cover and throw. It's not, you don't want to be the guy that's standing there uh, protecting the quarterback for the pass rusher who's going off of five Mississippi or whatever, you know, the right. five Mississippi rush, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. So, Yes, it, it it's a and I think uh, you know there's there's no glamour in it, you know there's no um, so our kids that play the position I think are such special uh, young men and human beings um, because um, you know there's no glory there's no you know there's no stats and I know you got pancakes and you got grades and this that and the other but. Really, there's no, you know, there's no stats uh, involved in the position. It's just for the glory of protecting other people, um, yep. which I think is whether that be the quarterback, whether that be blocking for the running back, but 
you know, our job is to protect somebody from getting hit and keep them from getting hit. And um, to serve others, I think, is so very special. Yeah, you don't get your name in the paper, none of that. So for me, I'm sure other people do this. If our running back gets 200 and some yards, I tell the O-line, you got 200 and some yards. And they actually like that. They're like, oh, we did. Or like if the quarterback gets two touchdown passes, hey, you guys got two touchdowns. I think everybody does that. But for me, because I got, I took this job June of 2020 during COVID like an idiot, but I didn't think COVID was going to last as long as it has. Right. So I was new and I'm like, how do I get these guys to be pumped up to be a lineman? How do I get them to buy into what I want? And that was one of them. I was like, whatever good things they do, it's for you too. Now, and being said, if something goes wrong and it's on us, we got to take that blame as well. So when you come to me on the sideline, I say, because you didn't do this, you got to be able to take that. But if we get a 10-yard run, 20-yard run, if you can take that with grace, take this punishment, whatever, with grace at the same time. And they're bought into that idea. Um. I'm going to try to keep this short. I'm sure we could talk for three hours. Um, so how did you get to Ohio University? Like, how long uh, have you been there and how did you get there? A great story. I, I've been here for three years, going on my third season. Okay. Um, 21 will be, be my third season. Uh, previous to this, I was at Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it's kind of a – kind of, you know – I, for guys that see stuff that I put out there, um, I'm a very faith-driven person. Um, sometimes not, sometimes not enough. Most of the time, not enough. But um, anyway, I, I believe that God had His hand in putting me here. Um, um, I I interviewed at a school um, that uh, was looking for an O-line guy and was one of uh, one of a few guys that that interviewed for the job there um, and had n- no connection to anyone at uh, Ohio University. Um, but uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, Coach Miller, Bart Miller, who's now yep. at Illinois, yep. uh, left here and went to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he left here, um, the the offense coordinator here, who is now the head coach here, Tim Alvin, um, I don't know if y'all have heard. There's been some there's been yeah. some exciting days the last couple of days in Athens, Ohio. But uh, uh, Coach Alvin, who phenomenal, uh, Coach Solich, absolutely phenomenal. I've learned more from those two guys in my three years, um, what a blessing it's been to be here. But um, Coach Alvin uh, was good friends with uh, the offensive coordinator at the place that I interviewed. And he called down and said, hey, you know, was there anybody throughout the interview process that really stuck out to you? Um, you know, we're, we just lost our line guy. And uh, so, you know, thankfully he brought up my name um, and, 
it kind of happened from there. Um, you know, I was coaching a kid uh, that that actually um, Coach Alvin played for one of Coach Alvin's really good friends back in Oklahoma. Um, you know, so he was able to call and kind of get a backdoor mm-hmm. know how I how I related and coach players and 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 get that you know from from one of the guys that was in a meeting room with me that, you know, knew, knew what type of person I was and not only as a coach schematically, but how I treated players and, um, you know, how I handled business and that type of stuff. So anyway, it was real interesting. Um, so then I come up and, uh, was very fortunate to, to be in the pool of guys that they brought up and interviewed up here. And, um, I guess I, I guess I fooled, everybody in the in the building here but uh coach solich uh offered me the job and we never looked back and an opportunity to work for you know uh a legend and frank solich um you know and then the the staff here uh tim alvin being the offense coordinator at the time but scott if isferding the quarterback coach brian haynes at the time who was uh tight ends coach uh dwayne dixon who is a legend uh, receiver coach. I mean, there was, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, the staff that Coach Solich put together here, um, you know, I just got to be around not only great coaches but great men, and just felt like it was an opportunity that we couldn't we couldn't pass up. That uh, was kind of laying put in our lap, and we needed to jump on it. So that's kind of that's kind of how I got how I got to here. Um, it was really kind of crazy. There was no connection. Uh, to to Ohio University, you know, which really is kind of rare. That doesn't happen most of the time. You know, you get jobs. It's because you knew this guy or this guy knew this guy. Or but it mm-hmm. was so. That's why I felt like, hey, the good Lord had His hand in it for sure. Right. I I kind of had the same thing. Like I lived. In, I went to Eastern Illinois University, and I was coaching at Charleston High School in town for years, and I was an OC. Let's just put it this way. I was on a toxic coaching staff. Only one not born and raised there. So all I heard all the time was, this is how we've always done it. Like the worst thing right. I ever could hear. So I um, had a falling out and I decided to never coach again. That's how bad it was. My girlfriend right. got a job in the suburbs because she's from up here. Happy wife, happy life. Moved up to the suburbs. Said I was never going to coach again, ever again. But up in the suburbs, you could see the football fields off the roads. So I start itching because I see football going on. I'm like, you start itching. I reached out to two places, and one guy responded, Coach John Walters at Glombard East in Illinois. He goes, I coached at Charleston. Let's talk about what happened. So I talked about what happened. He goes, I'm going to get you to love football again. We have to adapt because I was like an old school coach. He goes, we have to adapt. Brought me on staff. I followed him everywhere. We coached together, and it just fell right back in. So because of that, it was like, I'm back to coaching. I think that's what I was put here to do. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I just, I think that's what I'm here for. And it's just moved me back up. I volunteered with him. He had no money to give me, but he's like, you can still come here. Then it moved to one school. I was the O-line coach. Now I'm the run game coordinator. Now it's moving it back up. And so it's, a, yours is way better story. But mine was like, I was, I was dead. So I'm never doing it again. That's how bad it was. Wow. But then he brought it back. He was like, let's, see if, we, let's see if we can get you back in. That's pretty cool. Are you still in touch in touch with him? Yeah, we the schools are close together. They don't play each other in any sport, but the school I coach football at and him, they're close. 
I'll text him during the season. Hey, how's it going? What are you guys doing? And it's funny. They had a play the year I, I left. That was in 2018, 2019. I left for a school. They had made the playoffs. I went to the game for their playoff game. He let me stand right behind the sideline and watch. I'm not even coaching with him. He's like, you could stand here and watch. So it was just like, cause he's like, I was an old school coach. We have to adapt this way. It was a bad, not a bad program when he got there, but it was rebuilding. It's taken him eight years to do it. Now they're mm-hmm. winning eight games a year, seven games. and That's awesome. So it's just weird how things fall into place. And it's funny how great things happen to great people too, you know. Well, I wouldn't I, go that far with me. I, well, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, the uh, – but it, it's true, you know, that, you know, I, I know every now and then bad, you know – bad people get good breaks and that type of stuff. But it, I always love when I see, you know, guys that are doing it for the right reasons and love it and, and trying to help kids and trying to develop young men and that, and, and to see them, uh, you know. The coach Steve show is sponsored by the Launchpad kickoff team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off, or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, use the code CSS, get 10% off, buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping, and they have every single sports team you can think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Say big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. 
move up and, and mentor. And then, you know, that guy was a mentor for you and brought you into it and great things are happening for him. He's turning that football program around. You know, I, I just, I think that's so special. Um, you know, when, when you don't see it quote unquote, take somebody taking a shortcut, they're doing it the right way. Um, because they care and sometimes caring and doing it the right way takes, takes a little bit longer, um, to get it done. But it, it seems to be, um, means so much more, uh, when it's done that way. That's a pretty cool story, man. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot I was going to say, but yeah, we keep in touch. He, I, they, even that athletic director there, they work together. He's like, Steve, if we ever have an opening, you're the first phone call. Not saying I was going to go back, but I was like, we're always going to ask you to come back. So what they're building over there is pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so. That's awesome. Because like, I, I was going to say, because like, when I wasn't, the reason why I started itching when I saw football, because a part of me was like, I can't help these kids. I love football. I love X's and O's. I love talking ball. But to not help – like, when we had the – I didn't see the kids for football from October to February. Like, no – Zoom is great, but that's not the same. And right. that bothered me because we, we were worried. Like, what are these kids doing? They're not in school. What are they doing? Are they getting in trouble? How can we help them? And that bothers me. Right. Um, and then what – oh, and then another thing was seeing how he rebuilt that program, he loves it because now the last two high schools I've been after – I've taken bits and pieces how he rebuilt it and brought them to them. And I give them ideas of how he did it because he went. And when I got there in 2018, that school had not made the playoffs since 1999. I showed up in 2018. He had been there seven years. I think at the time we went nine and zero in the regular season, made the playoffs, won the first round of the playoffs. They never had a 10, one season in the history of that school. And so when I go somewhere, I tell them I was a part of that program. They go, well, how do you do it? So I give them little pieces and he loves it. I think, cause he's like, what I did, he's right. picked other schools. That's what we're doing right now. We're rebuilding a culture. So I'm coming in with yeah. little nuggets and I'm like, we can That's do this, great. we can do this. And it's fantastic. If I ever get to be That's a head awesome. coach, if I'm ever a head coach one day, I'm going to mimic what he did. That's how good it was. Like, this is what I'm doing. It might take me 10 years, but I'm going to do it. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. absolutely awesome. That was my tangent. Sorry, I had to go off on that tangent. No, uh, hey, I love it. I love it. Um, so from watching Coach Banstra stuff, I help him out by watching the stuff. And yeah. I watch your guys' stuff. I want to prove people wrong on something, hopefully. You guys run inside zone, I think you, you told him. Yes. Me and Coach Banstra argue about this. So me, the first time me and him ever talked or the second time, I said at that school I was at, I was just talking about, we try to do inside zone where you stay on your tracks. You know, you're going up. You're not double teaming. You're, you're, you might, but you're right. trying to go up. Right. We did not have the lineman to go one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. So we made it look like duo, and we said, you're going to double team. So, like, if you're the right guard and you call inside zone right, we, we had uncovered cover rules like everybody else. We said, are you covered? Like, is there someone head up? No. Okay, peek to the play side. Is there, so, like, a shade? If there isn't, you need to peek back and see if there's a threat. And if there is, you're probably going to double team. So a one tech, you're probably doubling. I showed Coach Bash and he said, no, it's a duo, Steve. And I said, I know, but that's our inside zone. And the more I talked about it, the more I started seeing other coaches do it. 
and I don't know if you guys do that. I think I saw you guys double team, but I'm not sure. But I was just going to ask you, to you, could that still be inside zone so I can prove Banster wrong? Well, number one, I think there's two ways to do inside zone. There's tracks rules mm-hmm. where, 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 you know, where we're all running tracks. Um, and then – and we, we do that some – um, and we're we're sp- basically spotting or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're pointing an area. Uh-huh. We're we're not pointing a specific uh, count on backers. Um, and, and then we combo zone, okay. um, which we run inside zone. We also run some duo, and we use the same combinations but we fit them differently um if we're running quote unquote duo and we're not a we're not a huge huge duo football team um we do it versus some specific looks uh when we want to do it but um rule wise um and i i know we could we could talk for eight hours about (laughs) the statement that i'm about to make um, and I do believe that duo is gap scheme. Mm-hmm. The duo play is gap scheme, um, but the way we fit our our duo um, is the same way that we fit our gap scheme um, is the same way that we fit our minus combos on inside zone. Um, that way we can do all of them but up front, we're not doing a lot of different stuff, if, the, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, you know, we're not – we don't have this one teaching for uh, track zone. We don't have this one teaching for inside zone. We don't have this one teaching for duo. We don't have this one teaching for gap scheme where we're pulling. Um, you know, we kind of – we are an inside zone football team, mm-hmm. so – going to spend most of our individual time um, working on the inside zone and the things that are needed to be successful at that. And then what we try to do is our perimeter plays being track zone, being uh, duo, being gap scheme. We try to do as much same as teaching as we possibly can. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify... 
you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Um, to fit with our, with our inside zone. So, to Coach Banstra, yes, we do double-team our inside zone. We don't run tracks. Um, we, we can. Um, that is a way to do it. But we also combo zone mm-hmm. our inside zone. Um, but those fits are a little bit different than if we were running, quote, unquote, what everybody's calling duo. Right. We- did, did that, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that won the bet for you uh, or not versus Coach Banstra. I don't know. Um, but anytime I get a chance to uh, – uh, say that Coach Banster is not right. I'm going to jump on that side of the line. <laughs> no, I think he does it to poke fun at me. Because then I remember I posted on Twitter months and months ago. I drew it up because I got curious. I said, for some people, is this your inside zone? Is this your duo? For me, it's inside zone just because we're reading the end. So for me, the way I define it is we're reading the end. So for me, that's a mm-hmm. zone. Like that's I'm stupid simple. The hate I got from duo guys was on, out through the roof. That's probably my most commented tweet of my life. Because yes. he, and one person said, I drew the running back wrong. So the aiming point was telling him it was duo. And I'm like, is that what you're looking at? So, yeah, Bancher just pokes fun at me. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I have seen duo where it's aiming. So, like, doubling for inside zone, you're trying to go this way. But duo, they're trying to cut it, you know, the fits back. Yes. And so – the only time we kind of stay on our tracks is against an odd man front because it's hard. Where are you going to double team now? Sometimes we'll triple team the, the nose. We'll just say we're going to triple team and go. But that's right. the time we stay on tracks. If we see an even man front, we're trying to double team because right. I would rather control the line of scrimmage and then get to the backers. I want to be able right. to, I want to be so good at double teaming, we push them back into them. So that's right. why we do it. Right. Um, no, I answer my question. It's all, it's all, you know. And I, hey, I'm, I, I understand um, both sides of that argument about, you know, duo. Uh, I can see where, um, you know, the duo, duo purist um, would would argue, um, and I'm not going to argue against them because I do believe duo is a gap scheme football, yeah. but we kind of. Um, tweak it to where it fits kind of what we do and it's, you know, we use minus combos on gap scheme. We don't truly gap scheme combo our gap schemes um, because, you know, practice time, that's, we don't have enough of it and we're going to have to block inside zone, combo zone versus everything. Um, so that's where my individual time, our, our drill time, we, we spend most of our time. Um, so we try to kind of group everything into and then, hey, I know what I don't like running those other, those B and C plays into or against, uh, whether that be schematically or whether that be what a defensive what a defense is doing fundamentally um you know uh, you know you just throw out four down front well 
you know, how are they playing their backers? How are they, how are they reading pullers? You know, this, that, and the other. So all those things, um, I think, go into, hey, there's some weeks that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fit how they're playing schematically or fundamentally on defense does not, is not a good matchup for the way that we are running duo. Mm -hmm. What people would look at, even though our version of duo is, is really fits us and what we do, it, it's probably a little bit different than what duo purists would say. Well, what gap scheme purists would say is not, they would say that our gap schemes aren't pure gap schemes. Hey, and I get that, you know, um, be, but it's because we put so much time into inside zone and, and all of the things that we have to be good at doing off of the inside zone um, that we kind of group those other things in. So I believe, and you know, I may get some hate mail for this or whatever, but you know, I do, I do believe how you Steve run things may be a little bit different than how we do it, but it, it, as long as you take time and think about why you're doing it that way and it fits the kids that you have and it fits your practice time and it fits, you know, then, then, you know, who, who am I, who am I to say what you're doing is uh, right or wrong as long as it's been thought out and you're trying to do it for, for the best for your kids, you know? Right. And you brought up a good point. We were an ISO team too. So the way I want to block ISO is very similar. So like you said, I'm stealing reps. So when we're going over ISO, it's almost similar to that combo zone. Mm -hmm. We just have an insert guy, so we don't worry about one linebacker or one. If we want to wham the three tech, we don't worry about it. Right. I'm stealing reps that way. I'm not adding yes. a whole new scheme. It's yes. just maybe, like you said, the aiming point of where we're going. Yes. So, so now it's like, oh, you want five run schemes? Well, two are very similar, so I can get to the others. We can do power yes. with gap yep. scheme. If you want wide zone, we can get to that. So that, that's a good point, too. Of You know, if you, look, if you looked at our power, and we've been successful running power. We've been successful running counter. We've, been, we've not been successful running power. We've not been successful running counter. I'm not going to act like, uh, you know, we – but you would look at our power and you would say, well, that's power. Because we're doubling on the front side, we're kicking out somehow, some way on the front side, and we're pulling the backside back guard uh, to block the front side backer somehow, some way. So most people would look at that and say, hey, that's gap scheme, that's power. I see that. But the teaching of that front side combo, I think, can be very different in, in what you believe and the amount of time that you have to focus solely on that. If we were a gap scheme football team, then and that's where we put our, we invested our time. Uh, then how I taught that front side combo may be completely different, or would be completely different than the way that I teach it now. But we're not investing all of the time in gap scheme. We're investing all of the time in the inside zone. So okay. then I got to. You know, I, I can't have as much investment time in gap scheme. I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough time. So as much same as we that we can make it, we try to. Um, so, yeah. it, it, you know, people would look at us and they would watch. You know, sometimes when when we ran what what most people because of the track of the back 
was duo, it, 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 to a purist, no, it's not duo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to right. put us, because of the track of the back and because of how we're fitting the combinations, it kind of gets lumped into gap scheme with us, but it's a combination of kind of gap scheme and inside zone because we kind of well melt, melt all those things together to make as much as same as teaching as we possibly can. Um, so we're not killing our kids with a bunch of different things. Right, especially because we have to think quickly as alignment. When we come up, we have to know what's going on. And when they shift, yes. do you have the same similar rules for certain run plays to where if you did call duo and they shifted, well, this is kind of like inside zone, like you're stealing reps, if that makes sense. You're stealing the, the, the rule time, you're stealing that time. And then when you're talking about on the board, it's very similar and all that. So that's why that's why when I came in and I told them they want to be ISO, and I said, well, then we can do my inside zone because we combo. What do you mean? And I said, it's similar. And I had to explain it. And then mm-hmm. the head coach in OC was like, oh, okay, because they always did the tracks. And they wanted to, they wanted to get rid of inside zone altogether mm-hmm. because too much penetration, you know, passing off. And I said, no, I'll make sure that doesn't – I can't say it won't happen, but I'm going to do my best to make sure we control where that doesn't happen. Right. And they're like, can we still do ISO? And I might draw it up. Yeah, we, we can get it done. And it's similar. Right. Um. I do have to say I stole your skip pull with the shoot on Banster's video. Did you? Like, I, I, told, I think I told our head coaches, I said, college coaches are the smartest people I know when it comes to football, but you have the simplest drills I've ever seen. I try to get too complicated of how I can make this. So when we skip pull, I just put out cones, and this is your aiming point. Then right. I saw the shoot, and I was like, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant, like, how much depth and how long it might be. So I was yeah. like, it's beautiful because we might hit a gap power or B gap power. We don't really know where it's going to hit. You right. know, like in the old days, it was 44 power. That's where it's going. Right. So that was beautiful. I got out our shoot and I was like, this is what we're going to do now. <laughs> every day we're going to come out and skip pull every day because I saw that. Well, and I love it because then I can, I can bump it this way and I can work a short pull for a guard because it did hit in a gap or tight gap. Right. And I can work all my tackles pulling, you know, because a tackle on counter is going to be just a hair wider, you know, or then I can balance all the guys up and now I can add an extra shuffle into the skip pull. But I love the fact of, of our shoot fits perfectly. It's eight yards wide and it fits perfectly on the tick mark. And I've got a yard on each side of the shoot. So that now, hey, the, the edge of the shoot is simulating the hip of the tackle or the hip of the tight end, whichever it be, whether you're in a down scheme or not. But if that's I gotta I gotta strike a match or scrape paint or whatever whatever term you're using, whatever words you're using, but now I've gotta I've gotta stay tight to that and get vertical to the backer rather than allowing myself to drift. So I love it because we can pull, get our depth, but then we're getting downhill and I've got to stay in between the edge of the chute and that yard line. Mm-hmm. You know, yard line's a guide for me so that I can tell, hey, they're not drifting on the pull. So we're getting fit underneath by the backer, if that makes sense, or the safety or whoever. Uh, right. That's the thing I love about it is our chute is exactly eight yards wide. I don't know how that worked out. Uh, <laughs> maybe – 
Gilman would probably tell you they designed it that way for that reason. Right. Ours, I, they haven't used the shoot in forever. It was rusted. Ours can come apart and be longer and, and stuff, but it's so rusted I can't get it because nobody touched it. And I was like, uh-uh. Because we, ha- we have the mesh on the yeah. mesh. Yes. So we're like, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this bad boy. And when I saw that, I pulled it out. I can't remember how long it is. Mine may be like at five or six yards. I don't remember. But still, I can adjust however I want. And I started doing it. I was like, this is beautiful. Because I was just using cones or just bags. Now I have, right. like you said, now you have this. If, they're, if they hit that shoot because they're really tight, that's good. You're staying tight yes. in the field. Yes. And they didn't skipple before I got there. They opened and stuff, which is fine. Right. It's fantastic. But I'd rather be square and sprint. I tell the guys, we don't have to look athletic, but we can be athletic and run and get yes. up there. Yes. So, so, yeah, I stole that. And I said, I need the awesome. shoot. They said, why do you need the shoot for? Are you going to hit underneath it? I said, no, we're skip pulling. And we're using yes. that. And they go, what? <laughs> now, we use the shoots daily um, for, for many other drills. I, I'm a big shoot believer um, just because, you know, I think it's a little bit of the mindset, but but uh, I'm not a huge sled believer. I am a I am a um, I am a Crowther sled believer. Um, you know the hard part about the Crowther sled is that you have one or two guys working only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have a group of so you know Crowther sled to me we get done a lot more stuff in the off season than we do you know, actually in the season or during spring football. Um, but, but, you know, the shoot, we, we do, we do some, some type of shoot work, uh, daily, um, usually five minutes, maybe 10, um, bam, bam, bam. We're, we're out of it, but, but we, we work in the shoot every day. Yeah. I, I do use the five minutes. Sometimes I'm a big two man sled, especially in this, summer to teach like blocking half of it before because i do pieces now i'm because in the spring we had two weeks of practice maybe if that and i hadn't seen them Mm -hmm. since october so i i I am ashamed to say this to people i sacrificed a lot of technique time for scheme because we Mm -hmm. had a week and a half to two weeks and we had to play six games i get it and so now i've overcompensated all of june and coming into july of what technique can i use that will fit most of my run plays so every single day we're doing, I did piece by piece. So like if we're, I don't know why I brought back in the gallop step. So like, we're going to gallop and we're going to do half a man. They're going to learn how to do this to a half a man. Then they're going to learn the near shoulder where there's a two technique or something. And we're going to blast off him, get to there. Well, guess what? Now we're going to start fully double team and you're both going to gallop, see the full picture, skip pulling. We added all that. Um, so I like the two man for that. Sometimes instead of just hitting a bag, we got the two man out. And doing that. Now, once we right. get into the season, may not as much. Right. You said it's only two guys going. What are the rest doing? Right. Watching. Right. Unless, unless there's there's some big schools in Chicago that probably have four of them. We do. Yeah. We have one. Right. So I would rather do that now. And then once we get into the season, do something else. But for right now, when I'm doing piece by piece, so I'm a big two man sled guy, so they could see it. If it's just the five man, what do they start thinking? Oh, I didn't drive it far enough. They're gonna try to drive each other, which is fantastic. But they're gonna sacrifice their technique to try to push the sled far. Right. So I'm a big two-man sled. The Crower sled, yeah, I use it sometimes, but I'm a big two, two-man two sled. Never had one until this school year, and I started using it, and I was like, I'm a fan. I could really yeah. piece this together. Um, hmm. But, yeah, I just wanted you to know that, and then I had to get the inside zone talk in. 
And I was like, I, I have to tell about the shoot. Um, yeah, I like the shoot. I'm a big shoot and board guy. Yeah. But this is the first time I've had the mesh on the shoot. So that, that's, that's made me like it again. Yeah. It's not the metal. People like the metal, and that's fine. I just like the mesh where I can fully see and I can film it so we can yeah. film and see when their head's coming up. Yeah. And I like, the, and you're going to laugh at me. Maybe I got so in depth with it. I had to put cones of where their foot should start. I have the boards to show exactly the angle and I have yeah. another cone of where they're supposed to end. Right. On skip pole. I'm like, make sure. And I had to put cones. I kid you not. Left foot's here. Right foot's here. This cone right behind this. So when you pull that leg around, if you hit yes. that cone, you're going too far back. And the head coach is looking at me like, do you need, I had like 20 cones. And he goes, you need all of these? And I was like, trust me. When we're skip pulling right and we can hit up in the A gap, you're going to thank me. Yeah. And now I don't need them anymore. So it actually worked. But that's how stupid right. I got with it. That's how much I overcompensated for That's awesome. Hey, got to find a way, right? But I, I liked it because now the freshman coaches were with us. They, they saw that. And I said, if you guys go do this down there with the freshmen, yeah, it's just going to make my life easier because, like I said, we're coming in new. Spring season was spring season. Like, you know, that's a COVID year. Right. Now it's the nitty-gritty of I need you guys to do this when they get to me. I don't have to do this anymore. Right. When they show up, like, they should know how to skip pole. They should know how to do whatever. Yeah, you've already – you've already – it's already been taught and drilled and, and, and muscle memory uh, will take over, and then you can just clean it up and and just brush on it right every now and then well coach i know you got to leave so i'm going to end it a few minutes early because i know you got to go um, no i'm good i'm good we're, we're no we still got some time all right i'm good he's already to say uh i'm gonna have to bring you back on because we could just continue to go on about all your mind yes just, yes um then i also saw i think you guys are big not big on options you guys run option right yes now, is it more speed option or is it traditional? Both. Okay. Both. We run zone option. We're, we're, you know, we're pitching off of the overhang or the force player. Mm -hmm. And then we run speed option where we're pitching off the in-man on line of scrimmage. So, uh, it just depends on – it just depends on what we're doing uh, and what we've called. Um, and really, it's going to depend on formation. Um, um, we, don't, we don't call them specifically different. Our rules um, and, and our kids don't know the formation. It's not like my old linemen know the formation. Uh, but um, based off of whether, whether there's a tight end with them or not is, is going to, you know, determine. And sometimes if there is a tight end, uh, we have a way to tell them it's speed option. Um, and now we're arcing the tight end rather than combo in the tight end. So, um, you know, it's – it's pretty. It's a pretty great system that, and that comes all the way back from you know when Coach Solich was at Nebraska, right. the option component of it, and um, you know believing that you know we probably on average probably a little over five five options a game. You know, it's not. It's not like it's. 15 to 20 a game um, in this in a in a course of a season, depending you know everything. But in the course of uh, the la over the course of the last couple seasons, you know we've had a uh, Nathan Rourke was a, a very athletic quarterback, 
he was not an option quarterback, but he was a gifted runner. Um, and I would say we were a hair over five carries a game uh, calling option. Um, last year, we probably weren't quite as many, um, probably a little bit under five a game. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna average right around five five to six uh, option calls a game, um, and then depending on whether there's tight end there or not, or whether we're arcing the tight end or not, we'll just determine whether it's going to be speed option or zone option. Yeah, we the school I was at before when we ran speed option. Everybody went with him. You know, everybody does. You know, you're running that way. He's pitching off. Then we did where the linemen ran the opposite. You left the end alone, and they went that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we even run jet that way. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because when I played high school ball, we ran the power I triple option. So anytime a coach wants to run option, I'm like, I'm your guy. I can figure it out. I love the spread yeah. stuff, but I can figure it yeah. out. And we tried it in the spring of like a speed option. They would toss it. And I'm like, quit tossing the ball. It's got to be pitched. Or, you know, or we want to arc our tackle, and then he wouldn't arc. That was the best. Like, the best we found was with the wing. The wing arc instead of on the line of scrimmage because he didn't get tangled up as much. Correct. Um, because we wanted to do the power toss. So, you know, you run power read, but you fake yep. the toss and go up. That's where that yep. toss, freaking toss came from. Yes. So, we were doing that. Then we tried to do speed option. Instead of pitching it, they do this. So I'm right. the line coach. I run down there telling the quarterback how to pitch the ball. I'm like, shouldn't you be doing this <laughs> from my olden days? <laughs> we do. We do. You know, we have we have run, you know, um, counter and then option out the back door, power. And then, you know, we're, we're snaking and pinning, you know, pinning with the, with the backside lineman and then option out the back door and then off of inside zone. Where we're faking inside, where we're selling inside zone one way, and then boom, the quarterback you know comes because we're in the pistol, so mm-hmm. he'll show inside zone, and then after two steps, then it'll be option out the back door. So now we're trying to get people that are really fitting their backers hard to stop inside zone, trying to get those guys pinned inside. You know where when you run speed option, it, it you may as well have a starter gun. And you're at a track meet because the right. minute the quarterback in the back go full flow that way, I mean it is a dead sprint. So we do have those other ways to um, try to at least help control the flow of the defense, and then run the option out the backside of it. You know, um, if we get in this really chasing pullers hard, you know, we'll, we'll pull and then run option out the back door. We do a little bit of that. Um, it, which sounds similar to what uh, you said maybe you guys were doing a little bit of. Then I've seen where – we didn't do this. I've seen where you give a special call and you don't block like the three technique and they're reading him for the option instead. Because mm-hmm. you know how it's evolved into the spread and that's your midline or whatever you used to just read that guy. Right. Uh, I find that to be a little scarier because now you're telling your lineman to leave him, you're doing something else. But people do it. I mean, at the high school, mm-hmm. I think it's hard. But I've seen option done that way too, either spread or a pistol is because some people want to wham that guy. Well, instead, let's read him. Right. I think Oregon might have done that. That might have been who did it. I don't know if you guys did that or ran like true like. No, we don't. We don't really. 
we don't we we have we do we we have run some wham um we have in the past run some quote unquote midline where you're reading an interior defensive mm-hmm. line but it it's not it's not a big part of of what we do i feel like you just have to come up with a whole new blocking scheme for that when you have all the other stuff going on yeah and like and it and as tight of a, and as tight as our track is on inside zone it, it really doesn't. Sometimes that guy can play both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're, we do, we have in, in, in years run some wide zone, some mid zone or some wide zone, uh, but that's not who we are, you know. Um, so, you know, our, our, our B and C plays usually try to give us an advantage to help us uh, when, when people are stopping inside zone right. and attack you know, what, what they're using to stop inside zone. Um, they're usually answers for, um, you know, what teams are doing. So we haven't – here lately we haven't run a lot of midline where we're reading an inside guy. I mean, but for us it, I mean, oh, hey, yeah. back, back when Chip Kelly was at Oregon now, they were – you know, they were doing it like crazy. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli was quarterback. You know, I was very fortunate. I got to coach – uh, when I was in Canada, he played quarterback for us and uh, mm-hmm. talented. What a great dude. Uh, very, very talented. And man, he could, he could throw it, but he could run it too. And they were doing some unbelievable things with their blocking schemes, you know, all option oriented, option driven. And, you know, whether it was zone read, whether it was midline and they were reading a guy, um, it was all option principled stuff. Um, but they were doing some fantastic stuff. Um, so it's pretty neat to get to coach Jeremiah right. and uh, work with him and talk with him about some of the stuff they were doing. It's pretty neat. It was great oh. stuff. I remember being in high school watching that stuff. And as a high school kid, you're watching, not really fully understanding, but you're watching it. And you're like, oh, this is crazy. When I started coaching to really realize what was going on, I was like, oh, and they my would, And they, would, they were carving people up. Oh, know? yeah. Because they were way ahead of – at that time, they were way ahead of the curve, you know, with, with everything. Um, so, it, it was pretty neat to kind of get some of the backstory of from Jeremiah about what they were doing and, and how they were getting it done. Um, you know, what was neat is uh, because they were a little bit different offensively, a, a lot like, uh, you know, an option attack, um, you know, you practice – versus specific looks because you know a defense is either going to play you this, 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 or this. Well, they were the same way out there. You know, they, they, they knew that, you know, they would watch the film and study the film uh, of their opponent, but they knew they were going to get something different and specific just for them to try to stop what they were doing. So, their practices were very option driven in that, Hey, we're going to rep our ball plays versus this, versus this, versus this, versus this, rather than what, and I'm just drawing a name out of the hat. What rather than what Stanford has done the, the week before or two weeks before or three weeks before, you know, right. um, no, they're going to come in and they're going to give us this front to try to stop 
what we're doing and we're going to rep the stew out of that, you know? So it was pretty neat and, and kind of learning what, what those guys did a little bit, you know? Or even like at Florida, what they did at that time too. That was another thing I could look back at. I'm like, Urban Meyer and Chip Kelly were way ahead of yep. what, yes. what everybody else was doing. Yes. Um, so that was crazy. But yeah, that, you don't hear option very much. That's why I had asked that. Like you don't hear yep. people run option. And if, if you do, it's that speed option foot race pitch it off or or just traditional orbit motion and do that yeah yeah but i think you have to practice it every day yeah you only call it six times a game it's got to be practiced all the time no doubt no doubt and and it's you know it is an expensive play for us because we do we do rep it a lot Mm -hmm. um you know and usually when you the the great thing is the play action off of it is a is a big thing for us um, you know, so we get a lot of mileage off of the option and components off of the option, whether that be play action, whether it be reverses, you know, that type, that type stuff. You know, we may call it five or six times a game, but, but we're going to get, we feel like we're going to get some big plays off of it, whether that be play action, whether that be reverses or whether that be off of the actual option. You know, and the other thing, it's expensive to us, but I, th- I think that it limits in a lot of ways what we see sometimes defensively. Right. So the expense right. of that is, is, is worth it because we know we're going to get more of a fill-in-the-blank look from the defense, you know, because – they do know that option is a part of our package. So they, you know, they're, they're, they have to have, you know, be assignment sound because of that. So, you know, I think, I think that helps in many ways. So even though the carry, the carries per game may not say, Hey, it's an expensive thing, but the value of us doing it five to six times a game carries over into a, a success in a lot of other ways. Because it'll be a big play for you when you call it, and that defense yep. has to practice that. So you're making them take time out. So that's yes, yep. And limiting what they can do. I mean, yeah. you know, all the all the funky defenses where they're walking guys up and mugging guys up and this, that, and the other. I mean, hey, you're you're you know you're letting us get you pinned inside pretty easy if you're not careful. You know, so um, I think it limits sometimes the some of the craziness that we see you know yeah yeah it helps control what they're gonna line up and so you know yeah. like like you said they'll still come yes. out something different but you yes but you kind of have an idea going in like you might get this or 75 80 percent are gonna get this because yeah. of that. right no doubt no coach i think you have to go now i think um, yeah i do i do i've got to uh i got something i got to take care of so no that's my hey, I appreciate it I, I and we need to do this again. No, absolutely. And guys, I think you have Coach Tube stuff. They have to go check that out. Um, shameless plug for you there to go check. Yeah, that out. I didn't. you don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm not doing my job if I don't do that in the podcast. <laughs> um, Coach, thank you so much for being on here. Um, guys, listening, go follow him on Twitter. Go find the Coach Tube stuff. Um, talk online with him. Um, I've enjoyed this. I want you back on at some point before we all get too busy. Would love to. Um, This has been the Coach Steve Show, and we are signing off.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.